We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's your Daily Socks Podcast. It's your Daily Socks Podcast. It's where you're going to find out.
Well, the alarm bells are sounding loud enough to be heard in Vermont. Something is very, very different. Something is very, very wrong about this Red Sox team right now. I still say there's plenty of time to steer the car back onto the highway, but right now it is running alongside those rumble strips on tires that are looking kind of bald. Put it this way, Tuesday night, two pitchers who began the week in AA and AAA respectively each allowed five runs in three innings. So if it feels like things are collapsing into Thunderdome-style post-apocalyptic chaos, I can't say that I blame you. Final Tuesday night was Texas 9, Boston 5. We'll recap and provide you a glimmer of hope as well next here on Sox Daily. Well, maybe the 34-34 and 34 record is just a, a weird tribute to David Ortiz, his uniform number on both sides of the win-loss ledger. More likely, it's probably the Sox right now just aren't that good, and that's not something that sits well with Red Sox Nation. I completely understand. Bob Marley said it. Some people feel the rain. Others just get wet. Well, Red Sox fans absolutely feel the rain. Josh Lewin with you. Hey, I'm... I'm there with you, uh, in spirit anyway. Only one team in the last 30 years won a World Series starting with a record this poor through 68 games. And the good news is Dave Dombrowski was in charge of it. It was the Marlins of 2003. They were actually 32 and 36. These Red Sox are now 34 up, 34 down. They simply haven't been competitive against teams that aren't the Kansas City Royals and that ilk. On paper, the Red Sox would appear to be so much better than Texas On the baseball field, though, uh, so far the Red Sox are 0-2 against Texas. So, this was the night Darwin's in Hernandez, a 22-year-old Venezuelan fireballer, came up to make his first-ever Major League start. And wouldn't you know it, it would be another Hernandez who would be more of a conversation piece by the game's sixth inning. Not Marco Hernandez, who's also on the team. Not Keith Hernandez, who never did get past first base with Elaine on Seinfeld, on screen or off. He has confirmed that to me. Not even Peter Hernandez, who's far better known as anyone. Bruno Mars, that's right. Stage name like Elton John, Steven Tyler, Marilyn Monroe, and our own Sean McDonough. Yes, little known fact, Sean's real name is Sven Kablornson. But uh, no, really, Angel Hernandez and his minions did have a hand in this one, and we'll get to that eventually. But first things first, couple of good things to start out with, because we try to stay upbeat here at Sox Daily, even when the team is... At 500, and now three games out for the final wild card spot and under 500 at home. Uh, Xander Bogarts is having a hell of a year. Homered again early in the game Tuesday and among American League players with at least 30 games at the position of shortstop. He is first in homers. He is first in doubles. He is first in runs. Actually, check that. He is second in homers. Sorry about that. Uh, he is second in runs batted in, second in walks, and OBP. Bogarts and Mike Trout, the only American League players with 50 runs scored and 30 extra base hits. So I put the verified check mark next to Xander. J.D. Martinez looks a lot better. Uh, two hits Tuesday. He's now got a 306 batting average. He's hitting the ball hard, leading the team in slugging percentage. Everyone else, uh, we'll get to that in short order. But let's talk a little Darwin's in Hernandez, who had thrown just one inning in the last eight days. So you thought he might be a little rusty. We know he's got control issues. He had wonderful stats in A-ball last year. This year, 
one and four, five point one three for Double A Portland, and yeah, it held the opposition to a two seventeen batting average, thirteen and a half strikeouts per nine innings, but it was thirty two walks in his forty innings. And, and I'll put it to you this way: in World War II, the B seventeen bombers were awesome weapons. They, they knew they'd do damage with their explosive payloads, but it was just difficult to aim them correctly. And to me, Darwin's and Hernandez is kind of like a B seventeen bomber from WW2. Some of you might remember a guy named Steve Dalkowski, or at least have heard about Steve Dalkowski. He was a lefty, pitched in the mid-50s, early 60s, and some people said he could literally throw the ball 105, 106, 107 miles an hour. Career totals for him, though, 995 innings. He did have 1,396 strikeouts, but 1,354 walks. His first year in uh, 1957, Kingsport, Tennessee, 8.13 ERA, 62 innings, 121 strikeouts, 129 walks. Guy once lost a one-hitter 9-8. In another game, he struck out 19. He lost 8-3. So this is, to me, it's not as extreme. I get it. But this is kind of a, a little bit of a 1950s, 60s Steve Dalkowski model and you want to make sure that gets straightened out. There, there was a guy with the Orioles a lot more recently than that. Anybody remember Brad Pennington? Uh, br- brief pass through the Sox organization, too. But he ended his major league career by walking 10 straight batters spread over three games in two different seasons with two different teams. This guy's just starting out. Darwin's and Hernandez is, is hopefully going to get things ironed nicely here. He struck out the side in the first inning on 13 pitches. And everybody's going, ooh, wow. Topped out at 98. Then to start the second inning, another strikeout, but then a couple walks. And before you know it, three innings of work, five walks, seven strikeouts, like a Bobby Witt special from 30 years prior. 16 batters faced overall, four balls put in play. He became the first Sox starter to throw more balls than strikes in an outing of at least 50 pitches since Wade Miley did it four years and two months ago. And we're told he's only the second starting pitcher in big league history where you're looking at three innings or less, five or more strikeouts and seven or more, I'm sorry, uh, five or more walks and seven or more strikeouts. John DeQuisto did it uh, back in July of 1977. So that's the company he keeps. Overall, the Red Sox threw five innings of this game. It walked eight. The highlight offensively at that point, a two-run triple by Devers to snap an 0 for 20. This game was 3-3 after four. Very competitive game, if not very long game, but then it quickly got away. Most notably, when the birthday boy, Brock Holt, tried to make a hero catch in right field, he missed it and rolled away to right center. He was hanging like a towel on a towel rack uh, on the right field wall. The ball gets stuck under the the right center wall. Mookie wasn't backing up. Inside the park, home run for 100 Penn standing up. First ever inside the parker at Fenway by a Ranger, and the Rangers have been around since 1972. The pitching overall, obviously not primo. Brewer followed Hernandez, one inning, one walk. Bobby Pointer, uh, most pitchers he had thrown at AAA or the majors last two years have been 43. Tuesday night, they needed him for 59. That's to save the guys you do want to see on the mound. He took a three innings, six hits, five runs game. Mike Schworn, very good after that. Two innings, four strikeouts. And in the big leagues right now, Mike Schworn, the former Maryland Terp, six innings, one hit. No walks, 11 strikeouts. So that's a very nice start to a big league career. But in this game, 195 pitches to get through nine innings for the Red Sox. 
Kyle Hendricks, pride of Dartmouth, uh, 81 pitches for the Cubs to beat the Cardinals five weeks ago. So, yeah, 195 is a little bit on the high side. There are some bullpen pieces that are working. Brandon Workman, who threw a perfect eighth on Monday, has retired 12 in a row. 29 of his 32 appearances have been scoreless. He's had an opponent's batting average of 086. Heath Hembry, who retired all four batters he faced on Monday night, last 20 games, ERA of 0.52. So we talked about it last night. It's a shrinking circle of trust. At least Workman and Hembry are in it right now. So uh, rather than bore you with the minutia of the rest of this slog of a game, let's get to the Angel Hernandez umpiring crew. Vic Carapaza is the first base umpire in this one. Angel has the plate, and he was not very good because Angel's never very good. But uh, Andrew Benintendi, routine ground ball to shortstop. He gets thrown out, says something under his breath as he gets past first base, and Carapaza ejects him, and eventually Alex Cora as well. So Carapaza's rabbit ears overhearing something Benintendi said, presumably about Angel Hernandez, leads to the first two ejections of the year. And I don't know if it's just kind of a creeping crud that if you're on the Angel Hernandez umpiring crew, uh, you're implored to please thicken your skin. I mean, remember, Angel's the guy that once threw out the seventh-inning stretch singer, the take-me-out-to-the-ball-game singer at Wrigley, uh, the former Chicago Bears player. I won't bore you with all that, but, I mean, let's just say Angel has a history and it's kind of leaking uh, to the rest of his crew. Alex Cora eventually asked about that, but had to talk about this ball game first and foremost. And uh, I'm glad to hear Alex agree with the assessment of, of every Red Sox fan right now. It's not just, it's not me. It's not Red Sox fans. Even the manager can see it. It's just not good baseball. So here's Alex talking about that. You know, the stuff is great and all of that, but obviously <clears throat> he was erratic. Um, yeah, he saw flashes of greatness in the strike zone early on. He got the four, four strikeouts. Um, I was talking to him afterwards. I was like, probably the worst thing to happen, you still got the first four guys, you know, and probably he was trying to strike everybody out after that. But, um, you know, um, he struggled, and he got down 3-0 to us, Druble, threw two fastballs, and then threw a fastball right in the middle. So yeah, he's still learning, you know, but you, you see you – stuff you know and it's really good so we just gotta keep developing him helping him out and uh, he'll, he'll be a good one Alex how much with it with him do you think is a mindset of just attack the strike zone as opposed to mechanical with the command issue um I mean it's been inconsistent throughout the season you know like you see the strikeouts and then you see one in that he loses it so uh, I think it's a combination of both, sometimes trying to do too much, and then the, the game speeds up on him. But uh, we'll keep working with him and keep developing him, like like I said. And, you know, the the arm is, is obviously, obviously there. The talent is there. Just a matter of him keep pitching and keep getting better. Uh, Alex, if you would give us your perspective on the ejections, yours and Benintendi's. Uh, I mean, with Benny, I mean... He disagreed with the first pitch at that at bat, and and he hit the ground ball, and he screamed something to Angel, but everybody saw it, you know, like he was walking to the dugout, but Vic didn't like what he said, and he threw him out, and I got to go out there and, and defend my player, you know, I, I didn't agree with that, you know, he's not like at the plate, you know, screaming Angel, whatever, you know, that's not the first time somebody disagrees and screams from afar, to the umpire, so just let him know and you know, 
close it. On the uh, pens inside the park home run, uh, I just saw the reboot. I mean, well, I, I tell you right now, I, I didn't see it live. I didn't see, I saw the replay later on, so I haven't talked to Brock about it. What's that again? You have to talk to what? I haven't talked to Brock about what happened, so I saw the replay on the video, but I don't know. Except for Brock, could Mookie have done anything more? Could he have hustled more on that? Um, the angle that I have from the video, I can't tell from there. I, I really, I, I can't. Actually, I can't talk about the play because I haven't talked to the guys and all that. Uh, Alex, what's your level of concern with just the the way you guys have played, you know, the last four or five days seems to get a little sloppier. Oh, we're game. Not, not good right now. We're playing 500 baseball. So, um, you know, tomorrow we got Rick and then followed by, by David. So, you know, we got to pitch better. We got to put better at bats. We just got to be better. That, that's what I'm I've been saying that all season long. You know, we've been very inconsistent at what we do. So, you know, tomorrow we got to show up and, and try to win a ball game. Find, find a way. Find a way tomorrow, but we absolutely have to be better in this if we want to be in the hunt. Beyond, you know, not hitting with runners in scoring position, trying to be more consistent, are you concerned about just some of the mistakes that you're seeing, the the way some of the games have played out, things that have happened? Um, actually, the game yesterday was a good one, I think. You know, we just uh, didn't put them away. Today, you know, we drop a fly ball, and then I guess that play, and uh, I got to see it, honestly, and we didn't pitch well. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not good baseball right now, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's, it's not fun. Uh, and, and we know we can be better. We, we know that. And, uh, you know, I guess tomorrow is a good day to come here and, uh, and show who we are, start playing better, start turning this around. How surprised are you that you guys haven't played better at Fenway this year? Very, very surprised. Uh, there's a place that... You know, it's, it's, it's tough for the opposition to come here and play, but, um, you know, it seems like this year we, we haven't been good since they won. Uh, we still have got plenty of plenty games here at Fenway, so uh, we expect this to turn around. And just to clarify, it was the first base umpire who ejected Ben and Tendi, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Other questions? Did that upset you that the first base umpire made that call? Like, he was yelling, I'll play umpire? I didn't agree. Like, Benny's... Screaming Angel, but he's going to dug out. You know, so it's not like he's arguing with Angel. So, yeah, I just didn't agree with that. Disappointing 9-5 loss. You know, the Rangers have given 142 innings to pitchers with ERAs over six this year. And those guys have given up 142 runs in those 142 innings. And yet, if the season ended today, the Rangers would be in the playoffs as a second wild card. They're a very flawed team. They struck out 15 times in the game on Tuesday. They scored nine runs. That's them. Well, let's talk about the Red Sox here. The honest breakdown of a 500 record for a team that played 667 ball a year ago. Well, pretty much everyone who was here last year is a little worse this year. I mean, is that succinct enough? It's true. Betts last year was an A+. This year, he's a B. He's hitting 267 this year. Last year, it was 354. He's lost 190 points off his slugging percentage. He's still a stud. He's just not as good. Benintendi was a B-plus last year. He's a B-minus this year. J.D. Martinez was an A last year. He's maybe a B-B-plus this year. Holt was a B-B-minus last year. He's a C-C-minus this year. Devers is better for sure. The catchers are better for sure. But even the pitchers. I mean, Sale was an A last year. He's a B this year. 
Price was a, I'll, I'll give you Price. I think Price was a B plus last year and A minus this year. Porcello, though, was a B last year. He's a C this year. Eddie Rodriguez, uh, let's call it a B minus last year and a C plus this year. The bullpen was a, a B last year and a C this year. Valdi's an incomplete. Sadly, Pedroia's an incomplete. But you add it all up, and yeah, I, I get why it is what it is. They're 14 and 23 against winning teams. And the Sox themselves, they're not a winning team. 34 and 34. Last year, they were 73 and 34 at one point. So, yeah, they will need a uh, 39-game win streak to get back to where they were. I would settle for a five-game win streak. Can we start there? And if that does happen, it'll begin tomorrow afternoon. Yes, a reminder, 4-10 first pitch now. Porcello, 4-6, 4.86 against the veteran Lance Lynn, 7-4, 4.39. They move the start time up so we can all enjoy the Bruins on Wednesday night. Thursday, the series finale, that one sure seems like it should go the Red Sox way. It's David Price, who's been the stopper all year against the righty Adrian Sampson. But I think Wednesday's the big first things first. Set the tone for the Bruins. Get your first win of the series. Feel good about Price evening it up on Thursday. But uh, right now, <laughs> it's just kind of sad. And, and I wish I had a better way to report it for you. Uh, I wish Angel Hernandez and his crew did a better job. I wish a lot of things. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller, etc., uh, etc. Et but uh, this is our mountain to climb. This is our our hill of beans, as they said in Naked Gun. I don't remember the rest of that, quite honestly. It was funny. I, d- I just don't remember the rest of it. Oh, I remember it now. I remember it. It's maybe the problems of two people don't amount to a hill of beans. But this is our hill, and these are our beans. There you go. That's a gripping way to close the podcast, isn't it? Josh Lewin with you. This is Sox Daily. Thanks so much for tuning in. Go Bruins. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t